My dear friends, today's English date is October 29th. Do you remember where you were three years ago on October 27th? Hint, it was a Saturday, a Shabbat morning. I was right where I am standing, officiating at a rather large bar mitzvah service, and in the middle of the service, I was handed a piece of paper halfway, and the note read, a shooting in a Pittsburgh synagogue just happened. Rabbi, we don't know the casualties. Police have been alerted. Pittsburgh is one hour ahead of Memphis time, so as our amazing bar mitzvah child was chanting the Torah right here, the hundreds in this sanctuary were not aware since their focus was where it should have been, on our temple child rather than on phones or CNN. But when our service ended just before noon here, as we all headed out that door toward the Edelson Wax Hall for the luncheon, the Tree of Life shooting was already headline news. No doubt you all remember where you were when this tragedy struck. Whether you are in our sanctuary now or in your living room at home. Two images I will never forget for the rest of my life were what happened in the driveway after that Shabbat morning service and luncheon and the second image on the Friday night following that mass shooting, which launched 24-hour security at Jewish institutions like this one. The first unforgettable image for me was outside after the service as I slipped out of the luncheon to head toward Little Rock for an evening wedding. As I ran out to my car, people were coming up the driveway, and not just any persons, but members, leaders, and true friends of mine from the Muslim community rushing up the driveway to comfort, reassure, and make sure that this synagogue and our people were safe. That's image one. The Memphis Jewish community held a solidarity event a few days later with law enforcement, a sprinkling of non-Jews, but it was mostly Jews filling the JCC that week. I remember that. I don't remember much I participated in it, but what I do remember was receiving calls day and night from Christian, Muslim, and other city leaders asking if they could come to temple on a Friday night like this and pray alongside us as witnesses to their Jewish friends. Friday night services pre-COVID were taking place in the Danziger Chapel, which seats up to 250 people. But way more than that number were blowing up my email, writing me, texting, wanting to attend this very service. And in perhaps an unprecedented moment in American Jewish history, my imam friends who lead the seven mosques around Memphis sheepishly asked on the phone earlier that Friday, do you have quiet carpet space without disturbing your pre-service, we call it the pre-neg here, reception, meet and greet before services? Now, Muslims pray five times a day wherever they are. You don't have to be in a mosque, as my imam friend said to me on the phone. We just need a floor 
preferably with carpet. So there I was at 5.45 on that Friday after the shooting, not schmoozing with temple staff or members of the Jewish community. I was on the carpet in a corner of the Edelson Wax Hall. And then I left to walk into this space, amazed at the scene, not only of 100 Memphis Muslims, but many more Christians filling this massive sanctuary as we conducted the same prayers Ellie and I are co-leading tonight. The service ended with temple clergy, all Memphis clergy in attendance on this bima, arm in arm, in heartfelt love. When tragedy strikes, you can either obsess over the fear and terror and rage, or, as Rabbi Harold Kushner said following the Boston Marathon bombing, you can look for God in the helpers. Temple's interfaith friends running up the driveway and filling this sanctuary, even forming a symbolic circle outside our main entrance as a visible sign of the solidity of our solidarity in loving our neighbor, especially when they don't look like you or pray like you. That circle, like this sanctuary that was filled and that carpeted corner of the Edelson Wax Hall, I believe is exhibit A of what Rabbi Kushner is talking about. The man awaiting trial for the Pittsburgh mass murder, Robert Bowers, was armed with an assault-style rifle three handguns. He is accused of shooting 18 people, killing 11, making it America's deadliest anti-Semitic attack in history. The shooter's social media history includes false conspiracy theories that the Holocaust was a hoax and deep contempt for the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society that helps refugees. He was actually screaming about Jews helping immigrants and refugees as he sprayed bullets into the synagogue. Two days ago, three years to the day, 11 trees were planted at the Tree of Life site in a solemn ceremony to remember the slain. As you might imagine, people are still having a really difficult time, especially in this COVID era of not being able to come together in person until now. The rabbi of the congregation who survived the attack, Jeff Myers, said that the dual traumas of the shooting and COVID isolation have left congregants at various stages of recovery. He said, and I quote, there are some who say they're healed. If that's the case, I say thank God. But I can only say for myself that I will always be healing. Daniel Lipskin, the premier architect of this generation who designed and planned New York's World Trade Center, is redesigning the sprawling Tree of Life synagogue complex. The plan is to share space with the Holocaust Center of Pittsburgh and create a solemn memorial as well as a place of regular activity. And the larger goal is to eradicate hate and combat violent 
extremism. This week's Torah portion, Vayera, and Haftarah, Achaye Sarah, this portion of Sarah and the Haftarah is about Judaism's life response to death and tragedy. The mother and matriarch of the Jewish people, you know her, Sarah, we just sang about her, she dies this week. And less known, but equally important, in 1 Kings, the Haftarah portion, the Shabbat's prophetic reading, the greatest of the Israelite kings and among the most complicated characters in the entire Bible, King David, is also dying. But guess what the name given to the portion is, beginning in Genesis 23? Sarah's dead, King David's dying. The name is Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah, not the death. Because if the story was the death of our people, we wouldn't be here nearly 4,000 years later. Ditto for 1 Kings recalling the dying David and how despite serious family dysfunction and challenges we will not go into, Bathsheba and David's son Solomon will carry on the Jewish people nearly 1,000 years after the death of Abraham and Sarah. And what about us, we Jews, who pride ourselves on being civilized, humanitarian folk, may rightly ask, where's the comfort for us in the 20th and 21st centuries after the Holocaust and the Jew-hating extremists awaiting trial for the Pittsburgh massacre? As we approach the yurt site of my own son's namesake, Jacob Rader Marcus, the Dean of American Jewish Historians, I want to close with his words. I, I find comfort in his words, looking back on history. He wrote this after the Holocaust and before Pittsburgh. He writes, the true comfort, the true nechama, is to face reality. We Jews address ourselves to eternity. We have an enduring faith. We have no choice. For this, we were created. The senseless murders and bodies consumed in Auschwitz may yet light up a world that lives in darkness, as Ellie's saying, out of darkness. May there, may we bring light. The Torah's precepts and the prophet's appeals and counsel are still, Dr. Marcus reminds us, the best hope for humanity. If we can just raise up, raise up just a handful of Jewish disciples and others, colleagues, people of other faiths and no faith who treasure our ideals, we will survive and thrive for we are in Am Olam, an eternal people. The world can never destroy all of us. So, in faithful moments, when the earth begins to shatter, when the very heavens tremble, when the sun, moon, and stars turn dark, when the last bomb falls and the last mushroom cloud evaporates, being part of this people means emerging undaunted and dedicated to Isaiah's hope that a day will yet come, as our Bible says, when they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of goodness 
and knowledge of the one God as the waters cover the sea. So may it be. Can you hear that song? Amen.